Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This they did, only finding it necessary, as with the sugar canes, to cut air holes above the joints. After struggling onward for a short time, we emerged from the thickets into open ground, and saw the calabash-trees in the distance. As we drew near, their curious appearance and singular fruit caused much surprise, and also amusement, for we were speedily established among the trees where, as I chose and cut down the gourds most likely to be useful, every one engaged merrily in the work of cutting, carving, sawing and scooping some manner of dish, bowl, cup, jar, or platter, according to his several taste or ability. We were to dine here, and after a time Fritz and Jack began to prepare a fireplace, their great ambition being to heat the stones red-hot, and cook the crab in a hollow gourd. Their mother, therefore, left them to their own devices, and attended to the hungry animals, unharnessing the ass to graze, and giving coconut milk to the poor little monkey, who had been obliged to travel in a covered basket for some time, lest he should be lost in the woods. The wounded bustard had been completely forgotten, and from heat and thirst was suffering greatly, until her friendly care revived it, and it was tied to a tree, and allowed to move about, its fierce spirit greatly tamed by adversity. The cooking operations came to a stand soon after the fire was lighted, for it appeared that we had no more water in the jars we had brought, so the boys proposed to go in search of a spring. I agreed to accompany them. Ernest also wished to join us, and as our intention was to examine merely the surrounding wood, I saw no objection to leaving their mother and Franz for a short time. Very soon after our exploration began, Ernest, who was in front, turned with a face of terror, shouting, "'A wild boar! An immense wild boar, father! Do come quick!' and sure enough I heard a loud snorting and puffing as some large animal passed hastily through the thick underwood beyond us. "'After him, lads, after him!' cried I, hurrying forward. "'Call the dogs! Stand ready to fire!' And we pressed through the bushes to the spot where Ernest had seen the creature. The ground was grubbed up, and some potatoes lay about, showing that we had disturbed him at his midday meal." Ernest and Jack were more disposed to gather the roots than to follow up the chase. Fritz and I alone went after the dogs, who eagerly pushed on, and by the sounds we heard had evidently attacked the boar at no great distance. Terrific barking, snarling, and grunting guided us to the scene of action, and we beheld our mastiffs, one on each side of a large, respectable-looking pig, holding on by the great ears, while the animal, on seeing us, appeared rather to beseech our interference than to propose to offer a desperate resistance. In a moment the truth became apparent. The captive grunter was no fierce native of the forest, but our own runaway sow. Our excitement had been wound to so high a pitch that the discovery was quite a shock, and we felt half angry with the creature who had disappointed us. Then the absurdity of the whole thing made us laugh heartily, and, calling off the dogs, the old lady was released from her ignominious position. 
our laughter resounding through the wood brought Ernest and Jack from their potatoes to see what was going on. "'Much use you two would have been, suppose we had required help,' cried Fritz, as they recognized their old friend. "'Ah, well, you see,' returned Jack, "'Ernest and I had a sort of kind of presentiment that this was going to be the old sow. And just look at our fine potatoes.' A good deal of joking on the subject ensued, but was interrupted by Ernest, who drew our attention to fruit resembling apples on the surrounding bushes and on the grass beneath them. The sow was making amends for the fright and pain she had endured by munching and crunching this fruit at a great rate. Fritz feared that it might be the poisonous manchineel, against which I once warned them, but on examining it I was induced to pronounce a more favourable opinion, and we collected a quantity in hopes that, if the monkey approved of it as well as the old sow, we might be able to enjoy a feast ourselves. All this time not a drop of water had we seen, and our own thirst increasing we felt eager to procure some before returning to our resting-place. Jack preceded us, and we made our way toward a high rock which rose above the thickets, when he suddenly startled us by a loud cry of, "'A crocodile! Father! Father! A crocodile!' "'Nonsense, boy! A crocodile of all things in this dry parched forest, where we can't get so much as a mouthful of water!' On advancing to where Jack stood, I perceived that his mistake was not so very silly after all, for I beheld an iguana, one of the largest of the lizard species, and a truly formidable-looking fellow. I was glad to assure Jack that the strange creature he had found was perfectly harmless, and that its flesh being esteemed a delicacy, it would be a valuable prize to carry back with us. In another moment Fritz would have fired, but arresting his hand, "'Your shot,' I said, would probably only wound the animal, and being extremely tenacious of life, it would certainly escape. We must gain possession of the sleeping beauty by a gentler method. "'You're not going to kiss it, are you, father?' asked Jack, with a grin. I tried to rebuke him for his impertinence, but, failing, I commenced operations. I first attached a cord and running-noose to a stout stick, and, holding a light switch in my other hand, I began to approach the creature with soft, slow steps, while the boys looked on with the utmost curiosity. Presently I began very softly to whistle a sweet yet very lively air, which I continued more and more distinctly as I drew near the lizard, until, awaking, it seemed to listen with pleasure, raising its head as though better to catch the sounds, or to discover whence they came. When near enough I began gently to stroke and tickle him with the wand, continuing to whistle the prettiest tunes I could think of, and the lizard gave signs of pleasurable contentment, stretching his limbs and moving his tail in token of enjoyment. Suddenly, availing myself of a movement of his head, I cast the noose over it, drew the cord tight, and placing my foot on the body I was about to kill it by piercing the nostril, almost the only vulnerable part in this singular reptile, when Jack received such a blow from its tail, which was furiously driving in all directions, as sent him rolling over like a nine-pin. At the same time he opened his jaws, when the boys took fright at the row of sharp teeth, and thinking that the sooner he was dead the better, were for battering him with sticks. But I assuring them my method would kill him more quickly, and without pain, thrust my rod into his nostril, on which the blood flowed, and the lizard soon expired. 
The boys seemed to think me as wonderful a person as a snake-charmer, and the success of my stratagem, as well as of the means by which the lizard was slain, called forth great admiration, since they had never heard of the animal, nor of the method of capturing it so commonly practised in the West Indies. Now came the question of how we were to carry this unwieldy burden. I had a great dislike to killing any creature and leaving it useless behind me, so, without more ado, I fairly took it on my back, and marched off with it. As we came toward the Calabash wood, we could hear the voices of the deserted mother and child calling us in anxious tones, for, indeed, our protracted absence alarmed them. We shouted joyously in reply, and our appearance, as we issued from the woods, afforded them welcome relief from their fears, although the dreadful creature on my back startled them not a little. There was so much to tell, so much to be seen, that for a time hunger and thirst were forgotten, and no one thought even of the water we had vainly gone in search of, until Master Knips, having slyly possessed himself of some of our new-found apples, was discovered munching away and enjoying them amazingly, which instantly gave the boys a strong wish to eat some also, and as the bustard likewise pecked at them without hesitation, I felt sure there could be no danger, and on tasting them I concluded it was the fruit of the guava, a West Indian plant, which we were delighted to have. Although refreshing, this fruit rather sharpened than appeased our appetites, and we were glad to eat the provisions we had brought from home, without waiting to cook anything, as we had originally intended. It was, in fact, high time to move homeward, and we thought it best not to encumber ourselves with the sledge and the greater part of its load, but to leave it until the next day. The ass was laden with the iguana and the bustard, and little Franz, tired as he was, looked in vain for a spare seat on its back. Our road home lay through a majestic forest of oak-trees, beneath which lay numberless acorns, some of which we gathered as we went along, and at length, before night closed in, we all reached Falconhurst in safety. When supper was ready, we were thankful to recruit our exhausted strength by eating heartily of a piece of broiled iguana with potatoes and roast acorns, which tasted like excellent chestnuts. End of chapter 6, part 2, read by Kara Schallenberg on July 16, 2009, in San Diego, California. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.